beautiful Sunday to everyone. A beautiful Sunday to Sarah. Sarah, how you doing? I'm doing good. Good. I think. I, you think? <laughs> I th I think you're dying yeah, over I'm there like, already. I'm so exhausted because we just finished the 48-hour film challenge. I yeah, we just did the Hawaii Filmmaker Collective's 48-hour uh, film challenge, which is like I mean, this is a statewide thing. Most of the most 48s I've ever done are on a citywide level, so this is insane to think that like all the talent across Hawaii that's uh, HFC members ha are all duking it out, and uh, we're lucky enough to be crazy enough to still fit in time to record a podcast, and even even our director slash like head writer, co-writer, everything man, punch-up artist, slash, slash. <laughs> slash, slash, all the slashes we got slashing along in this slash mm -hmm. everything episode. Uh, Jonathan Millikinsey is back. I'm awake. Are you? <laughs> Are you sure? Come Are you up. sure? I'm up, Mom. I'll be there in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh, you know, I, I think we'll 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 let John lead on this. For for those of you listening and playing the home game, uh, this is going to be a little bit different episode than normal. You know, as I was saying to Sarah earlier, I think we kind of give you got to give you guys a break. You know, because I, I, I tried to make y'all grow up the past couple of days and listen to uh, some candidates because, uh, by the way, uh, dozens, dozens of candidates signed up already. You're going to be hearing this weeknights at 7 p.m. So I'm probably going to be scaling back some of the political jargon and banter. I will find a way to insert it. You know, you everybody knows. Sarah's rolling her eyes as she falls asleep after being awake for three days, but she knows I'll figure out a way to fit this in. But I will try to compact it into the fact that now uh, I've been allowed uh, 25 minutes every day now to contaminate the airwaves with uh, the thought of neutrality. Ha! So uh, deal with that, planet Earth. Uh, <laughs> uh, so with that being said, uh, a little more time dedicated to announcements. Announcements being, oh my God, so many political candidates. But if you guys want to get interviewed, I will take you on. I'm doing about three to four interviews every weekday. And then outputting one episode. I'm thinking maybe two episodes soon at like 7 and 7.30. But we'll see how it goes. Right now, just one uh, every, every weeknight uh, as it fills up. And it looks like I'm going to have plenty. Um, and uh, keep sending in your PSAs. Uh, glad to hear from uh, the folks over at uh, uh, MAPA that they're going to send us their calendar. And we'll just keep you guys plugged in all the time. And uh, thanks to Maui On Stage Players for following us back. And we're going to keep boosting you guys uh, because, you know, we love supporting the arts. Um, with that being said, man, uh, I want to go back to talking about the 48, yeah. you know? So... Uh, Let's, uh, let's, well, you know what, first, for those of you at home that don't know what a 48 is, when we keep saying a 48, a 48, a 48, um, there is this awesome sportsman-like competition that exists between filmmakers, and it, uh, summons teams from everywhere, whether, like, in our case, across the state of Hawaii, to band together, and upon prompt, write, direct, edit, produce a film of five minutes or less, including credits, in less than 48 hours. We were hearkened at 4 p.m. Friday and told that by 4 p.m. Sunday, we must complete this. So within hours of listening to this episode, Sunday Morning Kids, uh, we're, you know, our, our file should be on Vimeo and on its way, I'm proud to say. Um, but, uh, this is, uh, not a competition to be taken lightly, which I will say that, uh, you know, we'll find out from Sarah and Jonathan in just a little bit about like what their preconceptions and notions of doing this was and then what they learned out of it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think we'll, uh, we'll see what it's really like to, to go to the edge of reason and back and blow our minds apart and try to write a script in less than two hours and uh, shoot a five, five pages in less than eight we managed to do. I mean, really, it was like yeah. not even ten. Yeah, what time did we start? We started at ten. Shot up was ten. Yeah. You know, we shots up five? was at ten and we were done by 
five five thirty. That's you know, really good. I mean, not including ADR, but I think post post goes into its own category in a forty eight. I mean, so I mean, we were into post. We were able to stop for dinner. Uh, and we had a dance party. We had a dance party. We like actually karaoke. had a rap party. I've never had a rap party during a 48. So, I mean, I'm sure that there's somebody out there that thought about doing a rap party during their 48. But we essentially had like a rap slash begin the edit party. Uh, and it was amazing to think that in my 12 years of doing these that uh, I, I now like I've, I've now seen it every which way possible. So, I mean, for me personally to say that like that there were... The, the shot was up as fast as it was. The, the, the script was done as fast as it was. The, and, and efficiently, I might add. And the, just the, the output quality, like how we had the right team members, even for as small as our team was, that we all reflected and connected with each other. And we all brought something to the table. And we were all willing to listen to each other's mana'o and, and cultivate it. And so I, I just... I, don't know anything else to say but thank you to everyone who participated on our team. Yeah. Like I personally want mm -hmm. to to thank not just uh, Sarah for like leading as the producer this weekend because you know what, not many people realize how much it takes to actually like put like a movie together, let alone a movie on short notice, and then a movie on short notice that you have to pull out of your behind. And then, and then still have to be a practical, like, you know, movie business, you know? And I think that that's more of the interesting task to take at hand for a group like this is that, like, we don't just see it as, like, make the movie, shoot the movie. We see it as, like, Crafty is making the movie. So, like, I really have to say, like, one of the biggest applauses goes to Sarah, the fact that, like, it's, it, it's just, like, beyond impossible to run Crafty as a solo person. It's another thing to run Crafty, like, to do a Crafty shop, for uh, a half a dozen people in less than a week, figure out their needs, set up with vendors, and then cook three pans of lasagna, uh, a, a sheet of burritos, prep overnight oats, go shopping at Costco, up and down the mountain, back and forth from up country to the valley in just a few short days, and then crack it out hours before because it's like, where are you going to put all that food a week in advance? You can't. So, like, you, you have to, like, th there's a 48 before the 48 if you want to do the 48 right. And we wouldn't have done it right if we didn't have, like, Sarah. So, first, I have to say thank you, Sarah. Aw, thank Cute. you for that. And, and, and then I'd have to say that our biggest thank you after that would have to go to uh, my Persona Care. Uh, you guys, thank you for the Kakua and for... Um, sponsoring our crafty yeah. it, it made it possible for us to eat through the weekend and be happy and healthy and i mean that's what you guys do you help people be happy and healthy you helped us be happy and healthy so thank you very much guys good looking out um and then after that i would definitely have to say our locations i mean again sarah thanks for opening up your house mm -hmm. uh but number two payahi farm stand uh, yeah. what a great lunch. We got some establishing shots there. I mean, we were in and out pretty quick, but it, I was glad to know that even on a day where they were short staffed, uncle came out and he cooked all the food himself and we kept going and it was good. And I got to say that that green wave smoothie was the bomb.com. It really was. So mm -hmm. if you guys ever, uh, on a highway side and, uh, you like one smoothie, uh, check out, uh, Payahi farm stand. It's worth it, bro. Uh, and then after that, Brada. Oh, shoot. Oh yeah. Oh my God. The oh Brada God. himself. <laughs> Haiku hardware. Yeah. Guys, you guys, you guys rocked. We managed to get, Keone. oh my God. Keone, Brada, the whole team, a boss lady herself. Mahalo. Mahalo. Me. Judy. Yeah. For everything, everything that you guys offered us, all the space you gave us, all the time you made for us. And all the customers of the upcountry who had come through Saturday and like they she, participated on some level because they, oh no 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 shoot your thing get back to it I don't know what you're doing but keep doing it <laughs> and they were like you know, what the hell but okay yeah so like I mean it just outrageous the community support I love how the people of Haiku just rallied behind us I love how the businesses of Haiku rallied behind us and we just want to say oh mahalo nuilo. It just, it, the outpouring of support for our little production company in our time of growth 
is amazing and it continues to be amazing every day. Uh, and then ultimately, uh, before we thank our team, uh, Hawaii Filmmakers Collective, thank you for offering a platform uh, for sportsman competition amongst filmmakers. I think it's a great way to unwind after, you know, so many productions in a row and you kind of want to just fight the mundane, the mundanity of working on set or maybe you just need to reignite your fire by being in charge of the insanity long enough to go, okay, now I'll go back to just being an actor or just being a producer. But that was really cool to wear 10 hats at once, wasn't it, kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, but we'll get to that in a bit. And last but not least, the whole team. Austin, brah, you a beast, brother. Right? Yeah. Okay? So our man on the cam, Austin. Austin kicks ass. We'll, we'll link him in the show notes. Ridiculous. I mean, we managed to be shot up so quick. We managed to be through certain scenes where we're like... In the initial fourth dimension of our mind looking at it, we were like, are we going to be able to get this on time? He's like, nah, maybe two hours we be done. But here, this is where it's going to be. And even in the places where we thought it was going to be hard, we rectified a lot of things. And so, I mean, I can't wait to see what the chop looks like. And he's in charge of that too. So, like, we know it's going to be good. And anybody who's ever seen Austin's work, they know how good this is going to look how what the beats are going to be like and how on point it's going to be so mahalo austin for being like the center brain in the hive mind and just keeping the flow bro mad skills mad 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 skills after that i have to say jonathan jonathan milikizzi showed the, up you you not only showed up you put it <laughs> out there okay the way we managed to get through that writer's reading and that writer's room meeting in less than an hour and a half, two hours, to the point to where we had a solid enough concept, even after like 45 minutes in, the whole thing got shot because of changes on the fly. But then the fact that we were able to kick it to you by the time that like an hour had passed, we had already been starting the shop for any remaining supplies and you know things that we would need for the eventual script. The fact that you kicked it out before we even got back up country, bruh. That rocks. Like, I have not been on many teams that can kick out a script that fast, but the fact that it was like, it didn't even need much, much punching up because by the time that Austin got a hold of it and got the shot list, the shot list rectified the writing. So, like, it really wasn't like, it didn't have to be fixed. It was just about to be augmented, like, because that's how the chocolate's made. So, like, we all made our pieces of the chocolate, right? Chocolate now. sausage. Chocolate sausage. <laughs> Should that be the name of the episode? Chocolate sausage? <laughs> yes, yes. Hashtag chocolate That's sausage. Great. Is that now the name of the movie? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're not telling you what the movie's about. You'll have to find out. But uh, continuing along, oh, Patty Lee. Patty Lee, okay? Uh, the amazing voice actress we had on here not too long ago uh, uh, of Ocean Black fame and many other things. She took the time out of her weekend to participate with us. Great actress, great person to have on the call sheet. And not only just the fact that she's a great actress, but she was able to contribute on a writer level. She was able to contribute on a directing level. She had no problem just picking up gear and running, which in a group like this, mm -hmm. in a 48, you have to be willing to wear hats that you wouldn't normally feel comfortable wearing just because it's, it's not something that you do. You know, either you stay in that lane or you've been told to stay in that lane. So you just stay away from it. Well, and so that brings me the next person to congratulate is John Rodart because he showed up thinking he was just going to take some pictures. He's like, I don't know, I don't think I'm going to act. You take that character. And then the next thing you know it, he's walking in front of the camera like, look at me. I'm in the movie. And he comes up to me. He's like, I guess I'm in the movie now. <laughs> I was like, I guess you are, oh, bro. He is? I knew I it. I missed it. Oh, yes. Nobody yes. was getting away without being in the movie. Yeah, I think everybody was. Austin didn't get I mean, it, we even but... got B roll of half the uncles of the upcountry wing came for like oh, yeah. stuff to fix the house. But don't worry, uncles. You're not in the movie. But, brada, we, we jamming you in, bro, because that take, that one hot take you did was great. So we're going to try to make it work. Yeah. Uh, that, and we're going to call you about Moku Moku because, bro, you're funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. He totally fits in. Oh, he totally, he, we got to figure perfect. out how to. Yeah. yeah. Oh my we'll God. Give you, we're going to give you one spot. Hilarious. Uh, but yeah, John Rodart, wonderful how he picked up things. Wonderful how he walked right into to what was needed, when it was needed. And, and then next, uh, Jimmy Burkhart. Bro, 
He like he got on a plane at Odark 30, came from Honolulu, picked him up at Kahului Airport, drove his ass up country, put him straight out in the middle of a field, bare-chested, and he <laughs> yeah. went to work. And you know, and this isn't a man that just goes to work lightly cuz I mean, have you looked at the man? I mean, he is an Adonis. So this man does not take life life lightly. So you know, he didn't like he didn't hold out anything. He he came to kick ass and chew bubblegum and he was out of bubblegum so he kicked a lot of ass alright our cast, is, our cast yeah. is amazing our cast Sarah, is amazing Patty, Jimmy yeah and uh and an extra shout out to our moral support Brad Starks who has a crazy ass life <laughs> and just busy busy weekend I hope everything worked out with you brother because it was at least good to have you in the cheering section hope you will be full time with the team next year but am I forgetting anybody guys it feels like you are, but no, it's just our team was our very team was small. Kind of small this it year. It was. But you know what I am forgetting? We'll be back after these messages to talk a little more about this and maybe fall down a rabbit hole. I know who you're forgetting. Who? You! Yeah, you! Well, we'll forget me after these messages. Moving forward. fast-paced world where many people are too busy to sit down and read books or news articles. But thanks to Newsly, you can now listen to the news you wish you had the time to read. By utilizing AI technology, a natural human voice reads you the news, helping you grasp the information faster and more efficiently. Newsly provides the latest news updates 24-7, letting you browse articles from topics you choose. It even has podcasts, including ours. And listeners of Rabbit Holes can get their first 30 days of premium for free, allowing you to enjoy an ad-free experience by using the special promo code in our episode description. So download Newsly today for free on iOS and Android or visit www.newsly.me so you can stay updated on the things that matter to you. Moving forward. just about to say what Kavika did on the 48. What did he do? He did just about every damn thing. He right. was involved in everything. <laughs> when right. it comes to the writing, producing, um, gosh, all of the stuff that nobody really wants to do, I feel like, but that's is where Kavika just picks up every ball. Yeah. Like he could, He's just a picker, baller, picker upper. <laughs> Picker, baller, picker, picker upper. Picker, upper, but baller, picker, upper. That's you know, for is. as complicated as that name is, I'll take it because mm -hmm. on it's some level true. it sounds like it gets more street kid than production coordinator, so I'll... I'll it I'll really... Try. I mean, it, that's basically the same thing, right? Picking up the balls, making sure everything flows well, um, doing all the paperwork, all Lots that kind of, of stuff. A lot of paperwork. You'd think it, for a film that doesn't even have a payroll that there wouldn't really be any paperwork. Oh, but there's some paperwork. Isn't there, Kavika? Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you still gotta like, you gotta have a call sheet. So, to some degree, a call sheet has to exist, which means you have to have a contact sheet. And then, if you have locations, you have to have a location sheet. And then, you have to have like, you know, food needs so that way nobody dies. And then, you know, like, I mean, there are still like things that people think are inconsequential to a movie that like I never take lightly on a regularly on a set. So why would I take them lightly in a scenario like this? Because they they're they're you know they're kind of integral to morale. Not many people think about how how paperwork affects morale, but it's just the knowing to be able to like turn and there you have it. So I mean I will say that I I, I agree in the self patting on the back in the sense that I'm really glad that uh, I am a stickler for things like this. So we started like preparing and massaging our minds. We would not like, have been organized if it wasn't for early. You. <laughs> like the second it was announced it was like let's chance them. We can't write yet, but like here's a cloud drive. Let's make a locations list. Let's make a let's do the boring stuff we normally do to prep on a film and try to do all the boring prep mm -hmm. now so we could just we could jam it out, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that that role, the role that you served in that set specifically, it's like it's like a thread that kind of, you know, 
held everything else together, Absolutely. right? You know, like that little patch that you used to get on the, the, the knee of your tough skins growing <laughs> up. You know, when that thing starts flopping around and mama just sews it back together, you were that thread that came back together kept my tough skins on <laughs> without me skinning my knee again. Look at a fool. You helped us not look like a fool. Yes! <laughs> Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. But you know what? It, uh, it goes both ways. Because you, ha you have to have a team. You have to have a team that's willing and ready to, to not just compete, but to learn. Yes, you know? to and wear that, multiple hats. To wear multiple hats yeah. and to accept the consequences of time. You know? And with that, I would love to start talking about, you know, as a way to detract from talking about me, let's talk no, about let's what we learned. let's keep talking about ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> no, wait. I already have a platform. Why do I need to talk about myself all day? Let's talk about what we learned. That's why I'm yeah. usually here. Yeah. So, like, okay, let's, um, let's start with John because he's a guest, technically. You know, I mean, we haven't seen him since episode three, right? Yeah, you were on episode, yeah, episode three. And episode I had a bail three. early on that, too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, let's, you know, aside from catching up, which we can do at another time. Man, so... Uh, preconceived notions about something like this, what you learned, what would you do next time? Like, take it away. Take me away, Calgon, and explain. Like, yeah, no, gotcha. So, okay, so I'm a writer first, right? In, in my head, I'm a writer first, right? And, and you already mentioned that I did, I did kind of the, the primary writing on the script. And so when I write, I've got an idea in my head of what the film's going to look like. But one of the things that, especially with a 48, I mean, and I know you write the story, then when it actually goes to production, you got to make some changes, you got to shift some stuff. Like, I know that's going to happen, right? But to, when you're going so fast, like we were, and I've got my idea of what my script looks like, and then you get something like Austin, who's shooting the thing, and he's got an idea of what it looks like based on what I wrote. And they don't necessarily mesh. You've got to learn really quickly how to communicate with each other. How to work with each other to make sure that it's not about the ego of what I wrote or what, he, what shot he wants to take. It's about servicing the actual full film. And what is going to be best for the actual full film. And they get it within time frame. And then, oh, geez, man, there was a lot of stuff like that. So, I mean, for me, I guess, rambling, one of the biggest things I learned is you've got to learn how to communicate succinctly, make sure that everything's being addressed and, and taken care of, but at the same time, be willing to drop what you have in your mind to make sure the production, in this case, especially the 48, just keeps moving and we don't get locked out of a site like we had at you know some locations that were shutting down we could actually shoot what we wanted to shoot, get out, let them have their day, thank them for their pay for letting us walk into their business and move on. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much that that's for me, from a writer's perspective, I got to learn how to communicate, how to write towards the, uh, the, the DP as well. But the other side of it too is, you know, you walk into a production and everybody's working for free. Everybody's just spending their time just to make something fun. And as serious as everybody was when it was time to be serious, we had a crud load of fun around it. We sure did. And, and I think was that's what the best part. Yep. Is because we enjoyed it. It wasn't just like, okay, let's get this done. We were having a freaking blast the entire time. Taking pictures and being silly and... Yeah, I think that's what really made this experience that much more yeah. awesome. Because all those stressful moments in my head of like, oh, wait, 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 but the story's not going to do this or we're not going to get that. You know, all that stuff is going on in my head and I think I even verbalized a few times because I was like, but, but, but what about this line or what about mm -hmm. this shot, right? The second we were in between takes, the second we were doing things in Austin, I think, absorbed a lot of the stressful burden for us. In between shots. Absolutely. Um, we had fun. Yeah. And, 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 you know, this was my first time really working with everybody here. So it was also cool to just see everybody sink. No matter how much we, we knew each other, everybody just synced. Yeah. And that was key, I think. 
All right. Well, then, final question of that three-parter. Riddle me this, Batman. What would you do different next year? Because I know you learned something. I mean, we spread a lot of mana all around, and we, we even made some news uh, for ourselves. So, I, I think pick I, it apart. Okay, the two things, just, just off the top of my head, the two things I, I, would, I would do is I would get Austin at 80. I'd get him somebody to be right by his side the whole time just to keep him moving faster from shot to shot. Because we were spread thin, and so he's looking around a lot of times going, who's going to move my tripod? Yeah. Who's got my focus puller? Where is everybody? We definitely went light, and we, we, were, light. we were in a very rebel without yeah. a crew mode. Yeah, no, but... Which, I, is, which is cool. We had to. Yeah. yeah. But if we can, if we have that luxury to get that one more person to jump on and join us, that would be, that would be huge for Austin, I think, and then just huge to keep things smooth. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is... Yeah, you guys did an amazing job finding some killer locations for us to shoot in. Um, if possible, you know, finding locations that we could have a little bit more wiggle room with time. Because mm. when we write, like when I wrote to you know, a certain location, in my head, I'm not necessarily thinking about the time crunch we have at the location, right? Because I'm like... But I think that's half of what a 48 is, is learning that time crunch. Because, I mean, when it comes to getting a location for a 48, it's a wholly different game. Most of it's a Kakua. And then it's like, you also want it on a weekend. So, I, like... I, I think, yes, in some cases. Because, like, I did compete in a 48 recently. Which, like, shout out to Rogue Division Films. Uh, and uh, Hayden Hybert. Dude, you got that nom for uh, best actor in a forty-eight out of the the LA forty-eight hour film project. Like, bro, it, it was it was really good. Love it. It was great to work with you. Want to work with you again? But like, it's um, it really is a test of time on a lot of things. But I I do agree with you in, in the sense of uh, of why logistically you see it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just that wiggle room so that when we get there. Like what I would have liked to to at a couple of different times is, and I mean it's the it's the that's part of the game, right? It's forty eight. You're condensed on time. You're, yeah. you're kind of locked in, and that's the challenge, right? But to have that little bit of time to play as well, so not only you get the shots that you have down and get the shots the way you want them, but you also get a shot a chance to, oh maybe we try this, maybe we maybe we shoot this angle, maybe we try a different line. It'd be great to have that luxury, but. That's the nature of the game. You gotta make it happen. Gotta make it happen. Yeah, roll with the punches. Yep. All right. So, uh, same three questions for you, Miss Sarah. Oh, you're gonna have to repeat the question. So, I like, I don't even okay. know if I answered three. You questions. did. You did. You more or less did, man. Yeah, so, you did. Yeah, yeah you, you did. Were, you you hit it. Thorough. She's like, I can't even remember what I questions can't. were, but yeah. I know you answered them. <laughs> so, um. Preconceived notions. Let's just start there. Well, like, what did you think I you were going to get into? I thought we were going, honestly, I thought we would go to, like, middle of the night. I did not think that we were going to finish as fast. I thought we were going to be a little bit more stressful, to be honest. Um, so that's good. It went a lot better and smoother than I thought. Um, second question. Uh, so, uh, wait, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, 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 my brain, yeah, lessons we learned. We barely got yeah. any sleep left. Yeah, like, we did. We barely got any sleep. Like, We're running on empty, but yeah. anyways, lessons learned. <laughs> lessons Question two, learned. lessons learned. Trust your team yes trust your team i remember like when what was it yesterday we were both like all right we're parting ways you're gonna do your thing and i'm gonna go to like do our and yep. we were like all right let's go do this you know and it was kind of like uh an opening to to today where it was just like yeah everybody has their hats and they're gonna wear them and they're wearing them great and you just need to just let that go that you have any control over anything. And I think that was great. Like, nobody had, like, a power trip. Everybody was very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Collaborative. Collaborative. Thank you, Jonathan. Yes, everybody was so collaborative and so, just so willing to listen to everybody else. Yeah. And I think that just, it, it made it made it funner. It made it less stressful. It took the ego out of it. And it just made everything so much smoother. There's no I in ego. Yeah, Wait, there isn't. Is that? I don't know if that makes Especially with a small team. <laughs> like, you know, with a lot of big personalities too. Like, it, I think it was just great that everybody just like, yeah, we're just open um, and work together. 
Third question. What would you do different or add on to next year's uh, plan of attack? You know what? Um, now that Jonathan said that, lasers. because, huh? Oh, about the locations. Lasers. I thought you were going to say locations. locations. Oh, the locations. Because to me, <laughs> like when I was getting the locations, it was just like, what can I get? Yeah. It was like you. whatever I could get, it was, I was, and then I saw those locations. I was like, oh, I could get this and they look phenomenal. I was yeah. like, whoa, whoa. You know, so I did take that hit where it was they were gonna close early, and now hearing that from Jonathan and what a huge difference it makes in the script, I would definitely consider other places or maybe um, work a little bit harder to get places that that closed later. Although so. I will say, Haiku Hardware. Man, Haiku oh, Hardware. It looks so good. It's so, it's such a Haiku cool Haiku Hardware looks I was so glad so they let good. us run that smoke machine. D they did? Yeah. I didn't know. You didn't get I to, oh, yeah. John I and I just got to, like, punch the button and just swamp the place. Yeah. Yeah, I we covered it. The, the light was beautiful. Like, it had this nice, like, I have to say, when Austin played the shot mm -hmm. and he was pointing straight at to the cash register... And it had this like '90s CBS like oh hard light God. feel to it. Yep. It really looked like primetime like yep. CBS. We didn't have to pull no pantyhose over the lens. Yeah, we didn't. No, it was it was really clean. Like, and then even with the way that the double doors open at Haiku Hardware, mm -hmm. like all we had to do was shut the adjacent door, and then that actually that tunnel made it to where it cleared well enough. It sat long enough because like you also have to deal with like the Haiku wins. Like they're like. They go this way for one minute, they go this way for one second, and then they go this way for an hour if you're lucky. And then it's when they turn on and off. And you wouldn't think that that actually like affects you indoors, but then if you're like in a place with double doors open, a wind tunnel that goes two different ways, and your job is to fill a room with smoke for shot density and picture quality, and then it's like, okay, we technically have enough time for a 15 second shot. And then we have to then pump a minute's worth of fog into the room to get another 15 seconds to work. And then after a while, you got to wait like five minutes for the fog machine to reset. Yeah. It was, and then you got – right when you got it right, uh, a customer comes in and you got to back away because <laughs> oh you can't interrupt the flow of the business, right? Cause that's, yeah. I mean, no. That's another yeah. thing to think you of. Prada's got to eat. You got to go at slow <laughs> times. It's the weekend and they want you to go at slow times. Like, yeah. So that's another – oh, yeah. That's just – Something you that yeah. trying to work. I around. would not yeah. change that location. I love that location. Maybe negotiate something with the location to stay open later I love that or something. Location. Or we probably actually, you know, another thing you learn in the forty eight is how many locations do you have? Yeah. Because a company move, like I have to say that, like, um, I, I try not to do company moves during a forty eight. I've done a couple. Like there was one where I like I chased across the county once. But that was only because we shot linear, no script, and we just ram jammed it out. And it kind of worked because we essentially had the whole writer's team in the car slash acting. But, like, I I mean, the last 48 I went on in L.A., um, we went from a business location on one end of town. And then we went all the way up into, the, like, the windy parts of the hills because there was a, you know, like, friend of the of the production team that like lived up in like that perfect view of the city. So like it looked really cool, but like that company moved eight hours of our time. We loved it. It was great. It was worth the pain of staying late. We all agreed on that, but woof, it takes a lot out of you. I think we were really lucky that we had three amazing locations within 15 minutes of each other. Yeah. So the sheer fact that HQ was 15 minutes one way from one thing, 15 minutes one way from another thing, that was beneficial to be able to pull off three company moves. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, thinking back to the remark of like, if I knew now about Haiku Hardware, what I just learned this weekend, I would have been, you know what? It looks like we may only have time to order lunch from Piahi Farm Stand. Mm -hmm. How do we just shoot your your house and Haiku Hardware? Yeah. And I would have just Less cut locations. that out. Like, yeah. no offense to you, brah, over at Piahi Farm Stand. Ono grinds. We probably would have. We probably would have just given you money and not shot anything there. Just had we lunch. just, yeah. you know, just we saying. Really just beautiful lunch. property, great location, but in the logistics of understanding things, like we should have taken lunch on the run yeah. and gone and to hike right hardware. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely. For, but yeah, you know what was nice shit. though? It lit a fire under our asses, and we got done so early that we were able to like. Yeah. 
I mean, look look how we pulled it together. Yeah. You well, know, because well, there was a crunch time. Like, there was a crunch time on top of a crunch time. Yeah. So... Plus the fact that we're able to shoot some really killer shots on the property you're at. Yeah, at that HQ, helped, yeah. That's, I mean, I can't wait to for people to see what we what we got. I can't Because I, <laughs> I think it's pretty freaking cool. I think it's really great for, you know, knowing how to look at a 48 our film after all these years of making and watching them i will have to say looking at like from a logistics point of view this was probably one of the fastest 48s i've ever worked on but i think it was because you guys were down for my madness style of coordinating execution so we were able to just like and ethically, austin's all-nighter yes and then austin once <laughs> once and once austin got control of the stick and then that's the thing was at what point do we hand certain things off that it was just like for me as someone going to production coordinator slash, you know, producer mode at the same time is that like how when when do you when you pass the stick when you take it away from people who need to take it away from them so you can hand it to other people and then like in a regular movie you have days to finesse that you know you and I work on that all the time because yeah. we producer parent some people occasionally but like not many people understand like the nuances of the HR position that a producer has to sit in to like coax egos into doing things. Yeah. So being able to be on a team without egos but with massive talent was such a blessing to me in the sense that like I was able to go, John, we're gonna do this. And then John goes and you could see his heart breaking a little bit, but then like the logical part of his brain goes, damn it Jim, I'm a writer. And <laughs> but then at the same point his Spock brain turns around it would be illogical to fight this. We must get this done. And yeah. then we do, and we yeah. move forward, and you see it's just one eye goes straight while the other guy just like yeah. starts steaming. <laughs> but then I'm just like, I'm doing I'm not spanking you, John. I'm keeping us on track because we have we just have to. And that's the like there's one asshole on every set, and it's usually a guy that sits above the range of cutting paychecks. And in this case, it had to be me. And I kind of like, it's not that I get a thrill out of being that guy, but I think it's the dad in me that I just kind of like, it's, that's not your toy right now. Share that toy. That's not your toy right now. You know what? I'm going to take these toys back to Santa and Santa's going to give you new toys and we'll see what you do with them then. I think yeah. I did pretty good at only crying three times. Yes. Yeah. I <laughs> know. I mean, my lap was kind of wet because you kept putting your head there, but Thank I mean. Thank you for that. <laughs> that's, that's something else I forgot to include in, in my accolades for, you know, your Shout service on this production was, was being there. Just being there as a lap for me to lie down and, and cry into like, 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 like the torn up pillow that I have, you know, my old whoopee. Oh, Jonathan. No words, just emotions. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> but no, but all joking aside, I mean, I have to say, no major meltdowns on set, which, I mean, for the pressure, when you think about, like, what five pages is, it is what it is to just prep a five-page day, and then a whole other thing to, like, fit in pre-production for five pages in less than... We did it in less than six... <laughs> including the shop we were we, i mean and that's the other thing is we had to think about maui based resources so i mean we really had to write the script as fast as we did in order to get to ross before it closed in order to get to walmart before it closed because oh, yeah, we have right. we have a big ass walmart but it's not a 24-hour super center it closes at 11 on a friday night so then like and then the crazy part is if we didn't go shopping at night we would have had to cut an hour maybe two hours out of our schedule just to holo down to the valley, do it, and holo back up. We wouldn't up. have been able to. We wouldn't have had time. We wouldn't have. We, we wouldn't yeah, have been we able wouldn't to. have gotten. We wouldn't have had. Ed, no, shot wouldn't, wouldn't have, have gotten up at ten. It would. And never. so, like, there's a lot of things that because like you learn in island resourcing systems, mm -hmm. like what your cosmic trades are, and I think we were we're already good at bending time in these parts because the upcountry has to learn how to stand still, but then also move faster than the rest but without as much hard work because it's really, it's like a work smart, uh, work smart, not hard type of thing, you know? And so you have to like, you have, it's, I think it's because of the ritualistic culture we have up country of being prepared and taking our time and tidying up as we go, even for as messy as some of us can get, especially me. <laughs> Sarah's like, I know. <laughs> Can't wait for you to go home. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just, 
there there were a lot of a lot of things that I had to think about doing it Maui style versus it doing it California style, you know. Um and and with that, like we we really made best use of that time. I just like I'm astonished at, at how well that worked out. But like that's a huge thing for a team to fight is that turnaround and then to be able to get a shot up that early. Cause some teams, some teams will write and then they'll try to like have enough people on the team to where it's like, okay, writers are done, shots up now. And you just run the actors in. Like I was on a I was on a production of a 48 once where I wasn't like an in charge team member and I I sat on the outside and I really just wanted to see how this team would operate because they seemed pretty good but um I was astonished at the fact that like we went from writer's room to shooting immediately and the writer's room and the actors like I think that that's what taught me the lesson that one the actors need time and space for prep so really don't call them until the morning and make sure they're as rested as they can be but Unless they're key actors or producing actors, do not let them into the writer's room or the writer's room goes nuts. And I mean, we had, we had a lot of producers on this team versus actual like talent. So there was nearly the entire team was in the room, save for like two people because of the way our hive mind operates. But I think that that needed to happen because we're all co-producing. So we're taking such a great undertaking in, in the next couple of years with our slate mm-hmm. that I think that this was like an amazing petri dish yeah. for us to figure out the power play of having that much mana in one room in one virtual room because i mean we all started at our houses on the island because then like jonathan comes from lahaina and then ricky and austin comes from wailuku and then we are stay haiku and then jimmy had to fly over from oahu and then luckily patty only had to come down the street but still like being able to coordinate coordinate that, use the distance between us to our best advantages, come together, execute a script that fast, execute a shot by 10, be able to clear a page in an hour without an AC team, without a sound team. We all took sound at one point in time. I mean, outside, I think outside of Sarah, but that's because Sarah was solo crafty the whole fucking time. Like, I mean, I... Which is get, like... That's an endeavor in and of yeah, itself. Yeah, especially in two company moves. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. I mean, luckily we didn't have to move food because our first company move led to food. But it was just still like sitting in a hot-ass parking lot, getting that UV, and then just having to think about, oh, there's something nice and cold in the car. Thank you, Sarah. Good looking out. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Thank so, I mean, I think the morale kept us on time. We were able to yeah. look at things fast. I also think because, like, enough of us have worked in small pockets together that I think our natural relation, our anecdotal value to that each of each other, helped. it yeah. kicked in. Absolutely. Because when it seemed like there were areas that like us, the people that worked really well together had to go off and do separate things, we were able to still balance the other people who knew us better than the, you know, the other part of the mm-hmm. team. So even people who hadn't really seen each other that much on a set normally, they gelled because it's like, it's the whole like, it's you are the company you keep. Yeah. So if I can work with them and I can work with you, then you should be able to work with them. Exactly. No problemo. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that worked swimmingly. That that it just and I am boggled that here we are just trying to crack a podcast episode. We have enough time to record a podcast show. For my friends out there that are listening, yes, we actually managed to write it on time ethically without any pre-writing. Crack out a uh, 10, 10 hour day. Okay. Of sh- shooting. Yeah, we'll call it. Yeah, that. a ten-hour day of shooting. Come back to the lair for a light wrap, and then get it editing. The editor got home, felt a third wind. He's gonna be up till the crack of dawn. Take a nap. Come back up to us, and then we're gonna upload, and we're gonna be there. Yeah. So I mean, that's just like a huge window, and then be able to do the show because. Don't do the show, then we don't keep the sponsors happy, and we don't get the wheels turning. And uh, with that being said, here's a little PSA. Moving forward. Get help. It's never your fault. It doesn't matter what you were wearing what you were drinking, or what you agreed to in the past. Sexual assault is never your fault. Support is available 24-7 through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. 
Call 1-800-656-HOPE or visit RAIN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. Remember, it's not your fault. So, I mean, we can't really spill the beans on the story, but... I, you know, I mean, I don't know, like, I think the thing to look back on now that we're kind of in the, like, the rear view mirror on this 48 is, uh, is there a different story you would have done, you know, given the opportunity, are you guys comfortable with what we have without saying out loud what we have? I'm so happy with what we have. With the challenge? Yeah. With the parameters of the challenge? Yeah. Can we say what the parameters of the challenge were? Yeah, we can say what the parameters of the challenge were. Yeah, sure. the parameters of the challenge. So you get the challenge, they give you, right on the deadline, four o'clock, Friday night, they say you've got to make a five-minute film, yeah, including the credits, yeah, a five-minute film that uses the line, "Hold on, we skipped a few pages." It involves a clock and a <laughs> and a musical instrument and a musical instrument. That's Sorry, right. Thank you. Like, We're not going to tell you what our musical instrument was. Nope. You got to wait and see it. It was actually a really cool one. I highly doubt if anybody else has this is their musical instrument. I will eat my hat. All right, je mange un chapeau. I will eat my hat. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, Sarah didn't even know what this was. Yeah. And I didn't get my vote for the zither. I wanted a theremin. Okay. I would have totally done a theremin. I would have done a zither. I, I mean, still, like, that's, that's I mean, cool choice. I mean, not know instruments, because I've never heard of those ones either. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. We would have, yeah, we could have done, like, a zither, sitar, and theremin show. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, man. that Okay, now, see, now I'm thinking okay, about we, the other story. We now we're going down the rabbit hole. Exactly, that, that's the point. We, we've already, I mean... We jumped the shark. going to have it. Well, I, mean, well, I mean, that's the point. This is, this is Act 3. Uh, of the episode, so why not jump the shark okay, in it? So, real like, quick though, answer what would we have done? Real quick to jump, answer your yeah, question. Yeah, I think what we came up with was perfect. Mm. Uh, not perfect in the sense of we can't do it better. We could. It was do perfect it for us. It was what we came up with. It works. It fits the thing, and I think we executed really well. Could we have come up with different ideas and maybe a better idea? Sure, we could have, but. The challenge is you have a limited time. You come yep. up with what you got. And damn it, I think we came up with a pretty damn good concept. I agree. I couldn't wish for more. <laughs> Dad jokes. Dad jokes and spoilers. You'll get it when you see it. And when you see it, I hope you get it. Uh, yeah. So, keep, I mean. Keep going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, okay. So, I mean, with the parameters being what they were, did, I mean. Even though you were happy with what it was, I mean, would you have wanted to do something else if given the opportunity? Once we locked on that idea, I never entertained any other concept. I'm glad. That makes me happy. There was nothing ever bending in your mind at any point in time, Sarah, that you wanted to go back to the drawing board or you just felt comfortable walking in because you, you no. trust your writers? Yeah, I trust the writers. I knew you guys were going to write something awesome. Dig it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think we've kind of closed the book on the 48. We feel very happy about it. Yeah. So with that being said, I mean, I really think we, we could actually spend some time uh, jaw-jacking about all the other fun that's going on, all what we're up to. And I'd like to make a big announcement and say thank you to all of the actors throughout Hawaii that have answered the call uh, for Manavakao's posting. Yes. Uh, I mean, we have closed that QR code. So if anyone out there scans that QR code, it doesn't go anywhere anymore because we closed. But for those of you that are asking, because we're actually getting, we're finally getting enough exposure out there. People are following, people are listening, all the crazy things going on. We're kind of on the, the radar now, if you will. And uh, we've qualified for more attention. So with that being said, because we did receive a lot of auditions, but because we are doing an entire slate that intends to work over the course of two to three years, we actually have enough content to merit hiring even more actors than what turned out. And there were a lot, okay? I mean, we essentially have enough people to staff, like acting-wise, two productions yeah. for what turned out, which is amazing. But as you guys know, we intend on having 
four productions. And to have that kind of stuff in time, we can't always have the same people acting. There is some amazing talent that we will be offering multiple slots on multiple programs. But I, I will have to say, guys, thank you so much for, for just putting it together, coming out. You know, especially all the indie talent that's been kind of dissuaded from auditioning over the years because the, uh, you know, the same old, same old routine from uh, corporate media. I'm also thankful to uh, the SAG talent that's uh, considered taking the time to come out for us, even though we are a non-union outfit, which then means, hey, guys, we're going to have to take a stab at getting that SAG signatory, which is great because I'd love to give a lesson about that. Indie film creators can still be indie and we can still play with our, our SAG and IA friends. Uh, there's just a couple extra fees that are involved. And I wouldn't mind to pay those fees to work with some of the greatest people in the industry. So with that being said, to those SAG actors that came out who are about to receive some sides, a callback notice, or a even the beginnings of a crew deal memo, guys, thank you because you know what? It's going to open a completely different avenue of production for us because I noticed a lot of people want to go union, but there's still just as many people disheartened from going union. And we also want to be able to be a resource for people that can't afford to go union because some of you just don't even think about the breakage involved in paying those dues. And it's, there's nothing against SAG, nothing against IA, there's nothing against the, the guilds in any sense that it's just more in the, we need a little space for freedom. And that was always my intent with starting this program was that we had to be, we had to be a resource in the middle. So that way we could kind of shine a light on what indie should be like. So indie's taken more seriously. And then we could also be a friendly sportsman balance to the unions so the unions could look back and go, see, those guys do it without us and we still work together and they're not so bad and we're not bad either. We're just, we're two sides of, uh, of, of the same coin, really. You know, we're the same industry, but I think over the years, we've kind of gotten distracted over like how a movie's made versus just the politics and life of the movie scene. And so we've kind of forgotten like the ideals of both corporate and indie filmmaking, whether it be union or non-union. So for those union players that are coming out to play ball, uh, mahalo for opening the door. And we will continue to open that door by uh, making a point to apply for a SAG signatory on these films and on the streaming series Moku Moku that we will be producing over the next two years. And we'll put them in the budget because that's what a good business does. In R&D, you look at the costs and you go, do I have to spend a little more money here to get good talent? Well, I'm going to do it. You know, it may not be part of my grand design, but let's accommodate those that wanted to accommodate us. Um, so continuing from that, um, since we don't have as many as we wanted, we got a lot. We got far more than we thought uh, going into this time of year, especially, and the availability to shoot these things later in the year. So uh, with that being said, we're probably going to put out a secondary casting notice in the next coming weeks. Uh, and also on some other private channels, just that way we make sure it gets out to more local people. Um, we will eventually open up casting to the mainland with priority on casting directly through Hawaiian civic clubs and hui's throughout the country. So for those of you kids out there that I met on the road touring Kuleana for Hawaii Cinema, I'm coming back, guys. And this time, I'm coming back with the movies that I promised. Movies that could star you, all right? So... We'll probably kick that into high gear sometime after Comic-Con. So then that way we can go out and round up some last talent and probably even find a lot of kids that could be entry-level crew to learn how to make some money and maybe even help their family move back to Hawaii. You know, put some opportunity out there for Kanakas that have been displaced and put some money in their hands and bring it back into the Hawaiian community. So this is going to serve a lot, a lot of responsibilities and fill a lot of gaps. It's conscious business. And... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's about growing a film economy out here in, in Maui. And, you know, it, it's we're so knee-deep in the tourism industry out here. And, and there's, so much, there's so much more potential. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been in Maui now for 21 years. Um, and I see the people who've grown up out here, the people who live out here. I see my, my kids, classmates. I mean, there's so much talent out there. And I would love for you all to get on the screen and to get experience and to get behind the camera too and, and, to, and to learn not just the craft of being in front of the camera, but even, even some hard technical skills behind the camera because, you know, we're out here on an island. We gotta, we gotta be scrappy. We gotta be diverse. We gotta make sure that we, we build and take care of our own. And I think the best way by doing it is, is 
pulling each other up the ladder and, mm-hmm. and making this whole, like I said, film economy happen out here. And I think we can do that. You know, it's just going to take, you know, a learning curve for some, uh, a willingness for some, and, you know, a little trust too, a little faith that it's going to happen because I think it will. I think we can do it. I absolutely agree with that sentiment. And, uh, you know, to extrapolate on that whole behind the camera jobs thing, uh, not just will we have to, you know, extend casting in a couple weeks. After we finish going through everything, uh, expect an email within the next couple days, actors who applied. Uh, I mean, we had the 48. We had this whole major content week. I mean, I, I got this podcast. We got all these other things. I did promise you notifications would start the 30th. So expect, you know, today, tomorrow-ish, we're getting things going for those people listening to this in the future. Uh, don't worry, we're delivering. And uh, I can't wait to talk to all of you and send you sides. But the next part of the equation is, is we're going to have to start looking for crew members. Because I will say, we did put this little button for, uh, for the actors. Would you be interested in behind the camera work? All you that said yes you will also be offered some opportunities on the alternate sets that we're not casting you for. And you're going to get first dibs at training positions because we honor the willingness to step up to the plate more than anything else in this business. Yeah. And you know, let me, I want to add something real quick. You know, we were talking earlier about what I learned from this 48, right? And I mentioned I'm a, I'm a writer first, right? That's something I've been doing for a long time. And I got to tell you, when you step out of, what you think it is that you do well or what you think it is that you like to do and you try a different position, especially here in filmmaking, you start to understand what it is you think you do well and what you like to do even better. Absolutely. Right? So my, my skills as a writer are only getting better and better as I'm watching Austin hold the camera, line up a shot, how, he want, how it serves him best, right? That only makes my job better as an actor to get behind the camera yep. and see how other actors stand, why the camera's framed a certain way. You're only going to get better. Yep, absolutely. And we're not meant to live in one lane. I, I'm not a fan of the concept of stay in your lane. I think it's childish. I think it's uneducated. The idea that one person stays in one lane their entire life is just obnoxiously rude and obtuse. And those that think it obviously don't understand the parameters of growing a human being. So with that being said, get out of your lane, kids. And if you want to get on your, get out of your lane often and comfortably, come do it with us. And we're going to have an amazing time doing it. We're going to help you find things that you didn't realize that you were capable of. Because more and more we need jacks of all trades who become masters of the renaissance. Because that's the era that we're bringing back. You want a Hawaiian renaissance, you've got to step up to the plate. We are in the land of the triple threat. I grew up as a kid watching every other member of my family that was in the entertainment industry. Uh, and for the clout that they carried, just knowing that like you could spit it from the womb on Kanakapila night all the way up to your last day on this planet dancing hula. There is there's a level of quality in the people of this land. And by telling them to stay in their lane is only going to hamper the infinitude of possibility that they're capable of creating. So if you want to create that, uh, I'm taking resumes. And we'll be making some formal announcements within the coming days about how to send your resume in or how to just even type me a resume. Because you know what? Some of you kids may not know how to do it. And I'll help you. I will help you write your resume to send to me so I can give you a chance because everyone deserves a chance. And that's what we're going to do. And we're going to show that it's possible to give someone a chance, give someone an education, give someone a paycheck, and make a fine piece of art in the process. And it'll even seem like a heist doing it. So we're going to have a freaking amazing time. Yeah, just because you think you don't know how to do the first step to do what you want to do. We'll help you get there because that that's what we want you to do. If that's what you want to do, if you want to put in the time and the energy, yep. we'll help you get there. Yep. You put in good mana and you will get good things back. I, I stand by that. Damn, now I want to start shooting again right I now. know. Aren't you ready for round two? Uh, well, you know what? We do have some more spec work to do this week before I fly back to the mainland for a little while. But, uh, yeah. No, guys. Uh, prep your resumes. All right? I don't care. If, you know, if, you, if you're a line cook, we have a place for you in Crafty. Uh, if... You are a mechanic or an engineer. We will teach you how to be gripping electric. If you are 
just lost in the world and you want a chance at something, I'm going to send you over to Camera Assist and maybe you'll be a focus puller this week or you will be a hamburger flipper next week and then you will finally tell me, you know what, I hate flipping hamburgers and I don't like pulling focus, but I like faxing documents to annoying people in government. Dude, then do our film permit paperwork. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so we will find those places for you. And, and you'll learn some great skills and we'll also teach you how to relate it to regular life jobs because if there's anything that people like us are good at is after 20 years of the game, you kind of figure out how to transpose that stuff. And especially in the Hawaiian lifestyle, you know, whether, uh, you know, Kanaka or, or transplant or even just tourist that stays too long but fits right in. Hey, no matter what walk of life you are, bro, uh, or sister, uh, hey, you know, there's there's an opportunity to grow. There's an opportunity for change. And we're going to be accepting all of those people for all those opportunities. So be on the lookout for that. Be prepared for uh, announcements on second round of casting. And be prepared for the fact that we should be rolling to Comic-Con soon. Uh, finalizing the paperwork details. Crossing my fingers. But we have such a great relation with programming out there that I... I'd like to be able to say that we should be there soon, but let's not jinx it, kids, because we, we still got to do right by everything. Uh, last but not least for the evening, we are going to gush one more time about Miss Sarah Rodriguez because Aloha with Love comes yes. out on Up TV. Faith and Family, download it, watch it on Spectrum, watch it on... Watch out, well, actually, you can just go to Up TV and like type in Aloha with Love or actually like click the trailer on the rabbit holes page on Facebook and it'll take you to find out the listings. But the lovely Miss Sarah Rodriguez made it to third on the call sheet for a cute romantic movie by the amazing Mr. Brian Hertzlinger and team behind him. And you know what? I'm I'm not a schmaltzy movie guy. I'm not a kissy lovey dovey film guy. I mean, I've got a lot of adjectives for a genre that I, I, it's not my thing, guys. But you know what I will say? I respect the team that made it. It made me want to watch the cut. And I will say that, like, you know what? I've watched a lot of movies I've never liked in my life because of the people that I love that dragged me to them. But I can actually say, even without the bias of, hey, I worked on that. I'm actually legitimately proud of, like, the quality turnout of this. And I'm very sure that Miss Sarah is and the opportunity is given her as she falls asleep on air because she has worked so hard and she earned it. So, good night, Sarah. Good night. As, as morning approaches and we say good morning to you all here on this lovely Sunday, uh, uh, <laughs> rabbit holes, um, we'll bid you adieu as our brains are fried Melted. from 48 hours of mayhem. Uh, but I also want to say... Uh, Keep a lookout weeknights, interviews with every potential candidate in Hawaii that is potentially running for office that could be running for office no more even. In some cases, because I've talked to some and they're like, I don't know if I'm going to run, bro. I'll be like, tell me that story. So we're going to learn about campaigns in progress, campaigns that are falling apart, campaigns that have great promises, campaigns that haven't figured out their promises. Can campaigns and cannot campaigns. That's can right. Maybe campaigns. We will find out who is an American <laughs> and an American together. But uh, yeah, so weeknights, uh, keep, your, keep your ears open and listening. Hawaii, we're bringing the most neutral and independent coverage of the midterm election by introducing you to the people in the most just what does neutral even mean it it mean it means that I'm not gonna throw editorialized hyperbole in places where it doesn't exist because guys what? we we live we live in an island chain okay so most people don't understand like population economics and there's a certain point that like you really can't be a hyper partisan community because there's just this statistically it doesn't work. Okay, so bless your hearts, some of these smaller parties out here, but on a scale, like on the mainland, yeah, I guess in California, you gotta get away with having like 20 extra parties. But, and I am also one of the first people to believe that like a three party system would fix a lot of the problems in the government. But at the end of the day, you've gotta recognize we're actually a 237 party system if you actually pay attention to the paperwork. And so, I mean, for those that live in the illusion of selling like, this two party system's not working, it's literally out of the fact that we've diluted the system to 200 plus parties and you've got 
percentages of percentages creating fringe communities. So there's one thing that I'd really like to do with this program along the way after we've brought all these people to you independently is how are we gonna get them to talk to each other? So we're hoping to figure that out too. So stay tuned and figure out how we get people who don't normally talk to each other to talk to each other. And maybe we can get word from the constituents on what they really wanna learn about their elections in order to make them engage. So tune in weeknights. Uh, we'll see you again next Sunday if I don't catch you with the next politician on Monday. And oh my God, Jonathan, Jonathan, thank you for joining us for the 48, for the weekend, for all the crazy stuff you've done while I've had time this past week, and uh, for joining us on the show today. Love it. Love it. Stoked to be here. Stoked for everything we've done and stoked for everything we're going to do. And uh, on behalf of uh, Sleepy Sarah, Manavacal, the team at large, the 48, to everyone that helped us through this weekend, and the greatest co-producer I could ask to work alongside, who is tuckered out right now. She's made it till middle of the morning to deliver a podcast episode because it's a promise to complete the job. But Miss Sarah Rodriguez, hope your dreams are well. And I hope everyone who's waking up now, hope your day is well. Have a wonderful day. Aloha. <laughs>